Gordon puts it on the floor, a little bit of contact. Jokic extends, puts it down. We're tied again. Great play by Gordon. Attack that offensive glass. Get your team another opportunity. Here's Jokic to skip. Porter for three. Got it. Denver takes the lead. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Thank you for having it locked in. BetQL Daily. I'm Danny Parkins. He's Kevin Rogers from Vegas Insider. We are in for Joe Ostrowski. We appreciate you listening on the Odyssey app. Also, 105.9 FMHD2 The Bet, Chicago's new home for wagertainment. Also live on 1430 in Denver. Thrilled now to be joined by Aaron Renning at ER Sports One. He's a pro sports better, better IQ. I would love to be a pro sports better. I'm like a amateur sports betting conversationalist. Aaron, your skill set is much more impressive than mine. Thank you for joining the show. How are you doing today? Well, uh, Danny, Kevin, uh, pleasure is all mine. Well, uh, some days uh, maybe, maybe some days not so much. But uh, anyway, see if I can pick some winners for you guys. I appreciate that. Where, where do you? We'll, we'll start micro in the NBA, and we can work ourselves out to some big pictures and some futures. Do you see any value on the board with the quadruple header we have tonight? Um, actually, I do. Um, I, I definitely have some plays um, on the card tonight. Um, certainly, I really have an opinion uh, in each of these games. A couple of bets um, that I do have uh, for tonight. I did bet uh, Philadelphia. Uh, over Washington in this one, and obviously uh, you do not have uh, Joel Embiid uh, for Philadelphia. Certainly a factor. You have to account for that very much. Uh, But even in accounting for that, uh, I still came up with uh, Philadelphia to be a bigger favorite. I think the situation certainly uh, favors them as well here. Um, You know, you just can't discount uh, game two and game three where Philadelphia won by 25 and 29 points uh, in those two games. Uh, Give a lot of credit for Washington, uh, a team that uh, really fights to the bitter end. But I I still think uh, matchup-wise, they're all right here. Um, They have, you know, very good perimeter defenders uh, to throw at uh, Bradley Beal, slow him down. If you can slow him down, still think that goes a long way uh, in slowing Washington down again. Uh, when you consider the pace that Washington pay, uh, plays with, holding them to 103 and 95 in game two to game three, uh, keep that in mind. I think the Washington probably bounces uh, off that big effort. So Philadelphia, for me, I laid six. Uh, also, um, uh, Utah-Memphis, uh, another game that I have a pretty sizable bet in. Um, I'm going against a little bit against the trend. I did this last night. Um, with the um, Nets uh, and Boston game where I thought the total got a little bit out of hand. I think that's uh, the case here. Now, all four games have gone over the total, but uh, keep in mind, um, obviously, these uh, these teams have uh, played four games so far, but you know the total in game one was 216.5. I see this total as high as 227, 226.5 right now. So you're talking about 10 points. Uh, of an adjustment on this total. I think it gets to be a little bit too much. Uh, Keep in mind, Memphis has just been all out here when you consider they had to play Golden State a couple of times. 
obviously San Antonio in the play-in games, um, Utah, back to altitude for both of these teams on short rest. Um, these third quarters have been absolutely kind of zany, if you will. They've averaged about seven, 70 points in the third quarter. That probably gets corrected. Utah shot very well, so I played this one under the total. ER, your thoughts on the favorites dominating so far in the first round? 26-9 straight up, 24-11 against the spread. That uh, It's picked the winner. That, that's what it feels like in a lot of these games. But how much longer do you think that keeps up? Do you think it gets adjusted in the second round? Or the underdogs maybe will come around soon in the next few games? Um, I, I think when you go back to um, game ones um, for, for many of these teams, it was, uh, you know, teams had not played together a lot. They had a good week off before they came. I think when we look back at that, um, you know, da- I'm sorry, uh, the Clippers shot so poorly, Utah shot so poorly. I think it just created a little bit of value um, on maybe the better teams in these series. Certainly a little bit surprising. Um, it hasn't really helped me. I've lost some money betting um, uh, the the Memphis Grizzlies the last couple of games. But, I mean, even for tonight, uh, with three of these four games, obviously Philadelphia six six and a half point favorite. Uh, Utah about a nine and a half point favorite. The Clippers I saw uh, as high as even eight in a couple shops, but seven and a half across the board. Eventually regression is going to set in. I would expect uh, the underdogs to, uh, you know, cover one if not a couple of these games, and certainly uh, the option, just because you have a little bit bigger window uh, that the dogs can get inside those numbers. But with that said, uh, yes, very surprised uh, with some of those results. But, yeah, you, you know, you get the 1-8 matchups, the 2-7 matchups, et cetera. So not shocking, but a little bit surprising how it's, uh, how it's worked out. Aaron Renning, pro sports better at ER Sports one on Twitter is our guest. Maybe the best series in terms of a matchup on paper is now going to be in the second round, Nets and Bucks. Bucks a plus 160, 170 underdog to the Nets is a minus 200 favorite. Uh, series price-wise, where, if anywhere, do you see value in Nets-Bucks? Um, I tell you what, I, I do have an opinion in this series and it will be with the underdog Milwaukee Bucks plus about 200 to win this series. Now, certainly a little bit of hesitation. Uh, we don't really know what the ceiling is uh, for this Brooklyn team, but I think they're going to come in uh, perhaps even a little bit overrated. I, I just did not think anything of the Celtics team. Obviously, they were without Jalen Brown, and they lost uh, Kemba Walker. Um, you know, with Langford um, and Jabari Parker are getting meaningful minutes um, in these games for the Celtics. Um, there was already a shakeup, obviously, with the front office, the head coach. Um, it was a team that really struggled at times this year. So I think as well as Brooklyn looked, and certainly they cranked up the efficiency um, after the first game in that series, I think they're going to come in a little bit overrated. And I have to give a lot of credit for Milwaukee did, Um, you know, again, game ones, you know, I I think you can put not a ton into them, but boy, uh, the Bucks game two, game three, game four against what, you know, 
the the Eastern Conference um, uh, defending champions in Miami, a very well coached team, a very good organization, looked uh, made them look extremely mortal in that series. I think we can probably question where Miami was as a team, but got to give the Bucks a lot of credit there. They really went up in my power rankings. I, I had these two teams uh, pretty even going into the series, so uh, at two to one. Uh, I have to look uh, towards the Bucks now. I, I wish I could almost bet the series uh, as far as who's going to uh, be leading uh, after three quarters because I, I, my confidence probably does wane a little bit um, when you get into really the last two minutes, the last five minutes uh, of the games of the series. Uh, that is my concern as far as really just the shot making, uh, where the ball goes. Uh, the Nets just probably going to have maybe some more answers than the Bucks. So. That's obviously my concern, but very impressed with the Bucks. Aaron, going back to the West and the Utah Jazz, we really haven't hit on a lot uh, so far today. You know, we've concentrated on last night's games, what Damian Lillard did, and the Lakers almost out. But the Jazz have Donovan Mitchell back now, and Mike Conley has been a, a great contributor on this team. You know, they got the size inside with Gobert, and, and they got other shooters. How far do you think this Utah team can go? Because it seems like, all right, they're going to get past Memphis – maybe get the Clippers in the next round. Who knows if they avoid the Lakers, if L.A. ends up getting bounced. But how far do you think Utah can go if they can eventually go to the NBA Finals or not? I think they can win the NBA Finals. This was my, you know, the Utah Jazz were were my team to win the West uh, when the playoffs started. I I really haven't wavered from that, obviously, getting uh, Donovan Mitchell back. Um, You know, that's huge, especially when we consider – some of the injuries going around these teams right now, you know, the Gobert just makes such a difference for this team uh, as far as what so many, uh, you know, just what he can do that many of these other teams really can't do. The ability to protect the paint, the ability to deter other teams from getting into the paint. Uh, that was going to be a key matchup if they were uh, to face the Lakers, certainly the Clippers uh, with that as well. So, um, you know, they did not have Bogdanovich last year. It's been a team that's been able to mature uh, a little bit more. And really, out of any of these teams, uh, at least this year, they were the one team that really showed it consistently uh, that they can be uh, the top team in the NBA. So I still think um, the ceiling really high for this Utah team. Aaron Renning, pro better at ER Sports One on Twitter, is our guest. Do you see anyone, or maybe a better way to ask it is, who is the toughest matchup, either conference, any scenario, for the Nets that would keep them from winning an NBA championship? You know, I think there's just a little bit unknown uh, for this Nets team. And, you know, quite frankly, I I thought this team was going to be vulnerable. Um, At any point, you would have asked me all season, you know, number one, um, defensively, uh, they were going to have issues. I mean, they were going to be probably um, an average NBA team at best defensively. Hard to win an NBA title uh, with that moniker, if you will. Um, and just the fact that these guys haven't played with one another enough when push comes to shove or you do take a couple of punches, um, that was going to be a question. And, you know, I, I just still don't know how much we can trust Kyrie uh, and maybe Kevin Durant in a huge spot 
to a certain extent, James Harden, um, you know, some of it's injury with Durant. Um, some of it's where you, maybe your head is uh, with Kyrie Irving as far as um, what he can come from with that. With that said, in the Eastern Conference, I just didn't know what team was going to be able to ramp up and beat them. I think what the Bucks and Philadelphia can do uh, as far as protecting the rim, uh, very interesting. If, uh, again, things get tight for the Nets, they can't make the outside shot. It gets that much tougher. Again, you know, you just get into the last two minutes, five minutes of an NBA game. That is my question. Can Philadelphia or um, Milwaukee score uh, with the Nets? Um, but that would be my concern. I think Utah, uh, perhaps the Clippers, uh, really going to be – when I've watched the West, uh, I've been certainly more impressed than watching the East basketball in the playoffs. The shot-making uh, in the West has just been so much better. Obviously, we don't know what the ceiling is for this Nets team, but you know Utah certainly a team with Gobert in the middle. Uh, their ability to make shots, just the fact that they can do it outside, inside, really uh, from an offense and defensive perspective. So uh, Utah certainly has the ability to beat this team as well. Aaron Renning, pro better at ER Sports One on Twitter. Better IQ is where you can find. His picks, his work, his analysis. Aaron, great stuff, man. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Thank you very much for the insight and the selections. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely. That's Aaron Renning from Better IQ. Love a little NBA playoff quadruple header tonight. It's fun. I mean, I was I was pumped, I got to be honest, for, for Lakers-Suns game five last night. It was a dud. Dame saved the night last night. He, he made a compelling case for Utah out of the West. I, I haven't, I haven't heard, they are a disrespected one seed. I thought that was a fairly compelling case for, for the Jets. Well, and also Quinn Snyder is a very underrated coach. You he know, is. a lot of people don't talk about him. He was at the university of Missouri. And then after everything kind of fell apart there, he bounced around to the, the G league was an assistant at some places, went to Russia, I believe, and then came back to the NBA, but he's very talented and he's done a great job with the, that Utah team. He's Kevin Rogers. I'm Danny Parkins. You know how we end the show at BetQL Daily. It's lightning bets. BetQL Insight. It's BetQL Daily. You have it locked in on the BetQL Audio Network.